Kesnick here, and today, the long-awaited day, I have my husband, Mark Kesnick. Thanks for being on, Mark. Well, thanks for having me. I'm, I've been waiting to do it. <laughs> I know you're dying to do it, but I do appreciate it. I know you're a little bit under duress, but it, it's going to be fun, I promise. Okay, I trust you. <laughs> so you have been known to say that you are an acquired taste and not for everyone. Not for everyone. But you are for me. JMO. Thank you. We have dogs here, so. And they're very needy dogs. Oh my god. Our dog Max, who's a Yorkie, and then Mark's dog JMO, who is a silver lab, who needs to sit on your lap as much as Max does. He thinks he's a Yorkie. He, he thinks he's one. They grew up together. Um, but today I wanted to talk about energy. Um, it's something that you and I have talked about a million times before. And you have been known to curse, drop F-bombs. Really? Um, And it's not that you're... I don't think that it's your anti-PC, but you are more for reasonable, middle-of-the-road thinking. Um, I'm not sure. It's just what comes to my... comes to me. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, But you also have... A huge moral compass. You hold yourself to very high standards of integrity and character and honesty, and you expect other people to do that as well. Absolutely. And if you really know you, if you know you're a friend of yours, you know that while the delivery may be a little rough around the edges, your heart is always in the right place, and you always want the best for people, and would really do anything to help someone in need. You just have to get through that sandpapery exterior. Absolutely. Just like your post on Instagram. (laughs) You would agree. Yeah. So that's right, because I posted a picture on Instagram of um, a group of, they were actually peach trees in full bloom um, this spring on the east end of Long Island. And they're beautiful. It's like a whole field of these peach trees. And Mark took a picture and sent them to me, sent it to me and said, I saw these in watermill. But to me, that means... I was thinking of you, but you don't say those words, which is fine. I've, 28 years later, I I figured it out. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) So we're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Um, But I see and I understand who you really are. And and because of our relationship over the years, because, of course, when we were younger, I didn't feel that way. I wanted you to say the words and do the things and, you know, all that stuff that... Um, people do. Um, but I understand now that 
energy is in and around everyone and everything, and there's energy behind the things we say and do, uh, and you can feel, even if the words coming out sound flowery, if the person saying them is not sincere, you can feel that. Well, it's authenticity. That's right. And, you know, we've seen it, you know, a million times is that people are phony or whatever, and that's okay, you know, I get it. But if I'm just being me, and I'm speaking, I've been called stupid for cursing or, you know, you're dumbing yourself down. You don't sound intelligent. Yeah, and and I'm, I guess I don't, but do you understand what I'm saying? Right. And and so I think we get too caught up in, in this kind of, um, I guess maybe PC world of oh it should be done this way you know the Ozzy and Harriet thing, mm-hmm. and it's just it's all bullshit. Right. Um, actually, remember when I was working in the store last year and that woman came in, oh, yeah. <laughs> guns blazing. She threw on the counter a broken wooden mermaid that she said was broken, and she was like, give me my money back, this is broken. And the week before, I had sold that mermaid to her husband out of the sail aisle, or the sail bin, and right on the sail bin, there's a sign that says, as is, no returns. So I said, I'm sorry, but this is from the sail bin, there are no refunds, to which she said, well, it's broken, so give me my money back. And she was over the top rude and angry and I don't engage with... And you don't take shit from anybody. No, and I don't engage with crazy. So I started to say, let me get the manager as she yelled at me to go get the manager. So as you know, you know I can do, (laughs) I rolled my shoulders back, stood up a little taller, cocked my head, smiled sweetly, and very passive aggressively said, sure, let me get her for you. And that incited a riot. Like, she went crazy over, you know, you couldn't put your finger on that I was rude to her or that I said anything bad. It's but the energy. The energy that I was putting out, she was picking up, and she was like, you're an F&B and all this crazy stuff that I was like, whoa. Welcome to retail. Yeah, <laughs> and because of that, because I was so shocked at her outburst I started laughing and that made her even more crazy and I was like oh my god I might I might get into a fight like <laughs> he's crazy and then her husband who was hiding like outside the front door because he was like you do the dirty work and return the mermaid well and he knows he's, she's a nightmare <laughs> yeah so he came in and he was like whoa 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 calm down you know but I you know just went and got the other girl that worked there because I was like she doesn't like me I can't deal with her so uh, I just looked sleepy at her which made her even more angry well you know it, it, it there's many forms of energy right there's energy of people walking in a room and, and, and you know that they're confident in who they are they're they're comfortable in their own skin there's people who you know seemingly are and you know, the, 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 actually, the interesting, because I've been preparing all day about this, uh, <laughs> and but I'm a big hockey fan. Uh, watched the, the Rangers uh, play last night or yesterday afternoon and watched the Washington-Pittsburgh game. And it's interesting in energy, too, that, that how momentum happens. 
Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm a, a huge golf fan as well, and and you see it probably the best at the Masters, and and that and especially this year is how like all of a sudden somebody gets on a roll, and you can like the worst thing you can do is like protect a lead, and you know. If there's any hockey fans out there listening to this, you've seen it a million times that, you know, say it's overtime and one team is dominating, dominating, dominating. The puck gets over the blue line or over the red line. And next thing you know, the other team goes down one shot and they score. Right. And it's just like how that momentum changes and how, how do you relate that all to your own life? Well, and when Tiger Woods was like in his prime... Um, you know, and he said he's been meditating since he was three years old. Well, he's owned everything, and he, you know, he, he, there's not a putt he doesn't think he can he can't make. And that's just the thing. It's like his energy is like I'm going to win. So I don't know if you want to show up today or not because I'm taking it home. Well, it's the greatest line you know in in that era of golf is, you know, Hal Sutton, be that good today, and it was just like he's like, fuck you, man. I am I am gonna win this tournament. Right. I know everyone's afraid of you, but I'm not. And it's it's no discredit to Tiger, it's just that he was the best. And mm-hmm. and somebody wanted to step up and 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 just say, I can do this. And so you can create your own energy. Right. And, and I tell I tell like my golf because I do uh TPI golf fitness and yoga for golf and I, I tell my golf clients that you know, you, you hit a bad shot, don't hunch your shoulders and put your head down, throw your shoulders back, head up, that's gone, that's yesterday, and what's next? Like, stay present. There was some uh, sports psychologist guy, like, yeah, genitalia forward. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I get it, but, but not a very good way to put it. So when someone says the wrong word and someone else corrects them, I know... You find that incredibly obnoxious. Well, you've never done that to me before. (laughs) Well, you know, it's hard to... Well, my my feeling is, though, is that, okay, you have people who carry a a red marker with them, like a teacher, and going to correct every little thing, and that we're all not the same people. Right. We, we, We all... Is what makes us all great is that we're not the same. You know, I think education tries to make us all the same. You got to learn the same classes. Everyone's got to be good at math and science and English and this and that. But we're all built differently, right? So why is everyone trying to hurt us into the same? Place? I don't know. We're, we're, we tell our kids, you know, be yourself, be who you are, be yourself, be who you are, but only Get, learn this this way. It's idiotic. It is. Um, you know, which, you know, I know you want to talk about energy, but, you know, you also go into, you know, the trades, you know, like school and, and trade schools, I think, are huge. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you look lawyers, doctors, engineers, you know, they're basically going to trade schools because they're going for a specific reason. Right. Well, if somebody has, you know, is an artist or, or likes to work well, that's with why we dirt love, that I do. We you love know. where... Oh, yeah. So let's talk about what you do. Golf course construction. Well, I do golf construction. I do synthetic putting greens. Um, and What's your website? Uh, it's uh, tourgreens.com. Um, um, look under the... Uh, for the Long Island dealership. When it goes to dealers. 
Um, but, you know, for some reason, everyone thinks, oh, it's what school did you go to, this and that. And they, and they kind of forget about who's the person. Right. Who are they dealing with? And um, Obviously, it wasn't always that way. No. Well, you, you think of like, you know, you look at, you know, take Georgetown, for example. Um, you know, we know a lot of great people that went there. Your grandfather went there. Uh, I've had a lot of family that went there. And, and, and they're kind of the people that made the school. And, and, but I think that they've, and I don't mean to single out Georgetown, but just had an experience with it, uh, that, that they started looking at numbers and not looking at people mm-hmm. and demographics and this and that. And it's like, well, you forgot, you lost your way. You lost what made you great because a lot of the people that went there and a lot of them would say, and we have friends that went to you know Cornell or other places. Be like, oh, I can never get in there now. Right. And they're hugely successful people. Right. And not only financially, but but families and everything else. So so it, it's the system's broken. Right. In my opinion. Um, and you know, and how, how do we get back to that authenticity, the right energy, to betting on the person, not the SAT score. Right. You know, some people, look, I mean, I know plants. I mean, when I went back to Farmingdale, um, as my friends called me Thornton Mellon. When you're back to school. <laughs> back to school. Uh, and I remember taking this test, and I knew all the plants cold. I mean, I've been doing this crap for 30 years. Right. And I froze up a little bit. And you're just like, damn. I mean, so, you know... Interesting enough, we watched that movie Sully, uh-huh. um, and how the all of the testing that that you know was it the NTSB uh, did and all that stuff, and you're like, well, you could have landed here or there. You didn't have to land it in the Hudson. And he goes, no, I. Th- you can't have simulation. You know, everyone practiced that simulation in real life. You can't have that in real life, right? So everyone has that Ozzy and Harriet. Everything is perfect. It's not perfect. It's how do you deal, adapt, overcome. Right. You know, to... And I think it's the very difficult times that, you know... Define you, absolutely. Yeah, build character and define you. And and when you're through it, you're like, wow, I just did that. Well, with my work, and, and there's a lot of people who are like me in different types of jobs or whatever, but is it you constantly get curveballs thrown at you all day long. Right. You know, I'm just glad I was an athlete and that that's, you know, what you like. (laughs) Is it, it, all right, you know, this guy's coming at me. What am I going to do? That just made this interesting. And right. And, and so it's, how do you stay calm and, and, you know, some stuff can cost you a lot of money and some stuff can, you can just be like, all right, I expect crap to come at me every day. Right. And it's just, what's my response time? To, to correct it because you got guys on payroll and you, know, you can't be sitting there on the cell phone and being like, I don't oh, know no, what to it's do. Raining. And, yeah, I don't yeah. know what to, we're going to do. Well, you, you figure out, all right, when it, and through experience, you say, all right, well, you know what? We can do these things while it's raining. You know, go work in Ireland. Those guys, rain? Who get, I mean, it rains every day, but right. is it, you just... Every now and then, if it gets really hard, you, you actually you stand under a tree, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, we were taught not to because it could be thunder and lightning, but 
over there, it's so sideways that you stand under a tree, you're dry. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just coming sideways at you. You wait 10 minutes and it goes away and then you go back to what you're doing. The wind blows and next thing you know, you're dry. But you just keep going. And some days get so bad that you just can't work. Fine. That's just the way it is. Right. And there's and hurdles and roadblocks. Well, and it's you how you deal with it. Figure out in every aspect of life how to get around them. Well, and you don't quit and give up and say, that's not fair and I can't do it. You figure it out. Well, that's why I love golf. Is that, you know, you can hit the best shot of your life and get a bad lie. But, okay, well, that's that's the next challenge. And, and well, through hitting those shots out of divots or, or maybe behind a tree or whatever it is, you learn to to adjust. And sometimes you got to take your medicine and chip it out. Then you got to hit a better shot and make a putt, you know, if you want to make par. Right. And, and so, you know... I know that you get so excited when I talk about golf. No, I, I, you know, I appreciate it. And I, you know. No, I, I say that jokingly. But, okay. but is it, it really does give you everything life throws at you. And, and I, I and, like it better now that we don't have little kids because eight hour rounds are hard when you have little kids. I told you it was only six hours. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,. Now they're eight hours because, you know, they have a couple cocktails. There's no little kids. And no little kids. But, and you're happy that I'm out of the house. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, but, but is it, you know, when, when you look at, you know, parallels in life and what teaches you things and everything, and I love what golf is doing. I love what, you know, um, Augusta's doing with the drive, chip, and putt. And they're, they're you know, you see these kids and they look people in the eye and they're polite and they... This and that. I mean, the only thing that golfers have to realize is that you just have to be faster, mm-hmm. um, which the pros don't help because they take their sweet ass time on everything. And, um, you know, there's no shot clock. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, there is, but there really isn't. Um, but, but it does teach you, you know. Well, manners. you said before, like everything you ever want to know about somebody, just watch how they treat their caddy. Oh, gosh. I played golf. I remember playing golf with a guy. Um, I don't need to say his name, but he was a, a, a huge uh, success in, in Silicon Valley kind of world or whatever. And and uh, I, I, I was a favorite of a friend. I took him out to play golf, and, and there was three of us. And uh, myself and my other friend, we hit it down the middle in the fairway, you know, one in a row. And uh, <laughs> the other guy hit it up in the bunker on the left. And so, uh, our caddy bear, who's the best, um, he dropped off the bag for him, gave him his yardage, came back down to us so that, you know, we could hit and then he was going to go rake the trap and whatever else. And so, so this guy goes and, uh, you know, I gotta say his name is Jerry Yang. He's a great guy. And he goes, he, Jerry hits his shot. Pick, you know, rakes the trap, picks up his bag, and walks down to the middle of the fairway. And I turned around to Bear. I said, "Good guy. You knew right away." Right. He 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 didn't. Team you know, player. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's just because someone's counting for you doesn't mean that they have to rake the trap every time. Sometimes it's just easier for you to do it. Pick well, up your own bag. He's part of your team. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I guess he's working for you, but at the same time. He's uh, a person and your friend and, you know, working hard for his money. I, I had a customer today, a Bridgehampton working, and I'm, you know, 
met with them just to finalize some stuff and 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 uh, I had to pick up my trailer to go bring it back to get a roller and bring it back to the job and stuff. And so I just said to him, like, by the way, I'm taking my trailer and this and that. And he's like, do you need any help? I'm like, no, I got it. Thanks. And <laughs> That's nice. But, but it was so, it was very nice. And and, and um, it's been a great project to work on. But uh, because it would have been funny if you were like, yeah, grab that end. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I... Uh, yeah, here, get dirty. <laughs> oh, I uh, is really muddy. didn't really mean that. But uh, but but those those little simple gestures, and I, I think that people tend to forget sometimes that that you know we're all in this together. Right. And 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 why not you know be help kind, somebody be polite, out and be helpful. Well, you know, like interesting is that you know our daughter Mary Jane driving to to see her boyfriend's lacrosse game yesterday and she calls me up and she goes uh so i i hit something on the road i didn't see it what it was i didn't see anything but it sounds like i have a flat tire but i pulled over and i don't and i don't know what it is and i'm like oh my goodness you know just another curveball right (laughs) and so you just because it's happened to me before and you're like all right look pull off go find a safe place you know, preferably a gas station, <laughs> uh, just because they might be able to help you. And so I'm like, would you, she's like, I'm like, well, what is it? She goes, I, I can't see under the car. I said, well, just take your camera, take a picture of it, send it to me. I can't and really. I have to just say, though, that you are a very capable person and a dad that fixes things. And that's your first instinct is to like, let me fix it. What is it? I got this for you. Yeah, and in, but that's all through life experience of right. having had that happen to me is similar, and then then you then you just you know you, you just gain knowledge all yeah. the time. Uh, they can't teach that in school. No. Uh, but is it you know? So she ends up I'm on the phone with her, and she's now on the ground looking underneath <laughs> it, and you know at the gas station, she goes, "There's just a couple of ladies there. I can't. They, they can't help me." And so, you know, in the meantime, I'm looking up like, okay, she's got a Volkswagen. So I'm like, where's the closest Volkswagen dealership? This and, and some guy says, you know, do you need help? And, you know, and Mary Jane is a good looking girl. So, I mean, of course, guys are going to do that. But the guy was nice. Ends up, he it was just the front little flap on the spoiler. and He had a zip tie. He had a zip tie. He ties it up, whatever. And, and. He gave her a couple extra zip ties in case it happens. And, very nice. You know, and it was very nice. And, you know, that's what you do. Yeah. I mean, that that's just... And if we all did that, if everybody did that... Things would be a lot simpler. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, you know, what comes to mind, too, is that, you know, when you look at politics and all this bullshit from both sides, to be honest with you, is... When you look at, like, you know, after 9-11, what happened, and, you know, we obviously all felt that pretty deeply here. Uh, But if everybody was on the same page and say, these are bad characters out there, and we all said that, they would stop. Mm -hmm. But because we have a 50-50 or divisive nature, we empower them. And and we all know what's right and wrong. And it, it doesn't matter who... You know, just because somebody says something, you may not like them, but they can be right. Uh-huh. And that's the society we live in. So that's well, bad energy. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, did you ever see that movie, Tree of Life? 
I don't think so. Um, it's a really good movie. It's I think it's Sean Penn and Brad Pitt play like father and son, but like Sean Penn's a grown up thinking back about his life um, growing up. I definitely didn't see it because I'm not a Sean Penn fan. Well, it doesn't matter. Um, it's still a great movie, and it's all about. There's very little dialogue in the movie. It's all about energy, and and it's about him like thinking back on his life and remembering moments, and it wasn't really ever words that were spoken or, you know, obviously we can't have total recall on everything that happened in our lives, but he remembers energetic moments in his life. Like he remembers getting in trouble for something or laughing with his mom, you know, like just these different times in his life that he remembers because of the way he felt. And I just thought that was really interesting. And it reminded me of when our kids were growing up, I was never worried about your language because I knew they intuitively, you know, knew where you were coming from. You know, I remember one time when Mark was about four years old and one of my friends was over and she said, like, that's so stupid. And he was like, <gasps> don't curse. That's bad. And she was like, are you kidding me? Your father greets you in the morning like. Good morning, you filthy animals. Well, you know, shithead or whatever. <laughs> and everybody laughs, but at the time, she probably wasn't being nice about whatever she was talking about, and that's what he picked up on. Not that, like, stupid was such a bad word, just, like, the way she was saying it, he didn't like it. Which I remembered, you know, I was like, that's that's cool. Well, they didn't, and it's kind of funny, actually, to think about it, is that they... they you know, as as little kids or teenagers, they really didn't curse. You know, now now they're not so good. But, uh, you know, wink, wink. But uh, you know. But one of the things I also want to talk about was uh, instinct and how that's like a you can't teach someone instinct. That's a God given you know thing that you're born with. And how thankful that I am that we had a family when we were so young because. Although it wasn't easy and, and we made mistakes and... Um, Definitely. <laughs> but we didn't have peers that were going through the same thing at the same time we were. So we had no one to compare notes with. So we did everything instinctually. And in hindsight, I think that our instincts were pretty good because no one's perfect in our family. But, you know, I, I like the way we do. Uh, me too. But, you know... You know, we definitely had the free reign to to be ourselves. I, I think that everyone's very critical of of every move everybody does, and it's just like God. You, you know, you get one strike and you're out, mm-hmm. and and it, it, it there's no room for improvement or you know to become yourself or change your mind. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, like grow like, up. I was kind of lucky that you know. Uh, we, you know, I grew up in a, in a, a great town. It was very different than it is now, but, and it's still probably a great town now, but things were simpler and, you know, but, but is it, if you were known as one thing as a kid that followed you all the way through, but I went to boarding school or well, other everyone, schools. Everyone so gets, all of a sudden I got to get a step out of that realm and reinvent and I get to reinvent. And, and then you, you know, as you get older and then, you know, but people like to pigeonhole you to a certain thing because, and, and you know, I know 
psychologist, but I'm guessing is it is that people don't want to have to follow up and they just go, oh, that's that person. Now I log that in and I don't have to think about it anymore. And that's just who that person is. And then they treat you that way for forever if they could. But even roles in families, you know, like I say to the kids all the time, like we all have to allow each other to, you know, evolve into who we really are and not be like, why are you saying that? Why are you doing that? Why are you talking like that? Like everybody, where are you going? <laughs> Do you have to say it? I'll be right back. Well, you kind of have to be in the room. I understand. If you just kept talking, I could have done what I was doing. Anyway. Allow for growth and change and changing your mind and growing up and being who you are meant to be. Yeah. Um, But I like the way we take life as it comes and look forward to what's next and I like that we allow our grown children to be adults although the days when the they were kids were awesome and so much fun and we had a great time I'm so thankful that we aren't living our life pining for something that you really can't get back um, because no matter how hard you try everybody grows up and you have to allow them to be well we all evolve and we all have yeah. to, you know, I look at what we're doing right now is is that we just graduated college or high school, whatever you want to equate it to. School of life. Is that, you know, we started young, but, you know, I don't know, we didn't know any different. We just, you know, we still, we keep you know, evolving we still had keep- fun, we still had parties and and whatever, and, and, and made sure the kids got to whatever events they had to get to and did all that stuff. And, and But now is that, you know, we're still young enough that we can go and reinvent ourselves. And some things are, like yourself doing this, is, is fantastic, and it, it's it's great. I yeah, mean, thanks for the support, by it, the way. No, it's, that's easy. Um, you're, you're, you're perfect for this. Well, I appreciate it, um, though. I really, it's funny how, like... Any weird stuff, because I'm into everything, and I like to explore everything and learn about everything, and and you've never been like, no, don't do that. Like, it's always like, okay, what are you doing now? But you're interested, too, and you allow me to... Um, well, you have to have an open mind to things. I yeah. mean, there's some stuff that I'll be like, oh, you're whacked. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not I'm not going there. And that's fine. You that's know, fine. but, but you know, no different than if I said something, you'd be like, you know, okay, I support you, but... Uh. But this is, I, I love what you're doing with this. Um, and, you know, it's just like, it, it's funny too how, you know, look, I started out in, you know, my first company I owned, I think I was 19 or 20 years old, was, you know, probiotic, organic lawn care. Way ahead and of your tree time. and shrub care. But then, you know, kind of started a little too fast in that aspect and you got to go and then, you know, worked at Eastern Tree and started Eastern Organics with Brophies and... And um, you learn so much along the way. Right. And then now, you know, when I was like 45 or um, 44, 3, whatever, is like, it just dawned on me, oh, I, I love landscape. I love, you know, dirt. You love being outside. I, I love working outside. Being in nature. 
And, and all the things that come with it, you know, some are, you know, wet weather and crap and But even playing but golf, you're like, oh, good, it's raining, because then you get to hit a different shot. Exactly. And so unless you play in the rain, you'll never know how to hit a ball in the rain. Right. Or what the green speed's going to be or how soft it's going to be, or if you know the golf course, what puddles are out there, what to avoid, and it's a different game. So it, it's, it's kind of fun. It's like not every sunset's the same. Yeah. You know, some have clouds, some don't have clouds. And, you know, so that gives it a different texture, you know. And, and I think when you look at like what would, especially in the golf construction side, I mean, that's live art. So you have an architect who has a vision of how this course should be played. And then you have the construction guys. And, you know, and, and quite frankly, it's kind of funny most I'd say the majority of the guys I've worked with over the years none of them play golf and they're really good at what they do yeah <laughs> it's just like how the you know and you know I'm a golfer and, and I'm a student of history and of architecture and you know so and you're a golf purist you I, I try to be you know um, I do take a golf cart whenever I can so I don't walk as much but uh you know, it, it's just interesting. Is it, then you have the superintendent who's so important that 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 they have to know how the golf course is supposed to be played. Not everything's Augusta Green. You know, they got the unlimited budget. They've they can do whatever they want. They can have sub air systems. They can have you know they can make water disappear pretty much. Uh, but superintendents of golf courses have to know. Like this needs to be fast, so that means we don't water it. Exactly. This means, yeah. And and then you know then you have the impatient member who says everything's got to be green. You're like, no, well this golf course actually should be biscuit brown. Mm-hmm. It, it was meant to play and look like this. It's not meant to play and look like that. And right. so they're comparing apples to oranges. Right. And um, you know. And that's you know, your wheelhouse. You love that stuff. Oh, it's great, but but you said, when you look at those guys who do that stuff and and they you know they work tirelessly. I mean, it, it's the most ungratifying job in the sense of how grueling it is. And 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 uh, at least in the Northeast, thankfully, it's only you know seven months a year, so they can actually regroup. I mean, I can't imagine the guys in Florida who do it, but um, but it, it, it's they are. You know, like we like art. We like to look at paintings or this or that, and and they bring memories or they bring, it's it stimulate, emotion yeah, or whatever. They stimulate something, and so these guys are are, are uh, um, they're protecting the artwork mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, it's, of the architect who created the exactly. Space. And you don't have to agree with every architect on on how it should be done. But, you know, I've run into a lot of people who are just like, well, this whole should do this. And I'm like, no, but you don't know that you're not paying attention to the architect. Right. That's like taking, you know, whatever artist you like and saying, well, I would put a tree there and then have <laughs> some guy paint it there. And you're like, well, that looks stupid. Yeah. So so it, understand where you are and what you're doing. And it, it, it kind of goes back to a little bit of, of, you know, your podcast with Mary Jane is that. Seeing the big picture. It's awareness. See the big picture. Understand that, you know, not every house is built the same and, and you don't have to like everything, but you can appreciate how it's built. Right. 
or 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 that somebody's le- stepping outside the boundaries and building something that is different. Yeah. You know, which then ties into our education system, which tells everybody to be the same. Right, which is and so so ludicrous. life is not that way. So why are we still doing that? I don't know. And why why are we? Um, you know, I, mean, I love where Kelly is right now. Uh, and look, you know, look, you know, Villanova, it's half, whatever. They've served Beth very well. And, and, but she's that type of kid that, that thrives in that situation. But not every kid does. You know, where Kelly is at SCAD, you know, she loves it. it it's, it's challenging, but she, she's it's rewarding because of, of what she's doing. And yep. she loves it. And she's going to graduate with a... With a trade. A trade. And, that, and that's, you know, I mean, liberal Karen- arts colleges, sorry... You suck. You're <laughs> well, out. Carolyn, Terry, and I just recorded an episode that I haven't uh, put out yet. But we talk about, you know, she said my father was an electrician for 40 years and I wanted for nothing. We had a really nice life. And trade schools today are not kind of encouraged. I mean, you can graduate from West Hampton High School right now. And if you do the LPN, you know, the the practitioner program at BOCES, you can graduate with a license. With an RN license, right? Uh, not RN, but LPN. LPN. And I, what we just talked about with Gene, who is an RN. Yeah. Uh, and, but is it, how forward thinking is West Hampton? I know, that, amazing. I mean, that and is, more people need to like take advantage of that and not get caught up in the, oh, this is what everybody else is doing. I have to do what everybody else is doing like, well, I don't be know yourself. Who, I don't know who makes the rules in education and stuff. I, I think that they're just pencil pushers from day one, and that's what they like to do. And then we all have to abide by the laws. Uh, well, anyway, but that's that's an, that's another a whole subject. other subject. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the way that we take life as it comes, and I always look forward to what's next, even if it's difficult, even the hard stuff. I feel like when we go through hard things, that makes us more of a team, and I like that. You know, we allow, like I said before, the kids to grow and become who they are. And uh, I'm just thankful that we are who we are. And I thank you for coming on here. And, you know, I, I really like the underdog. I like people who go against the grain. I like somebody different. I like, you know, when someone is trying something new. You know, it's just really inspiring to me and I feel like we live our life like that and I'm really thankful and I'm, I'm thankful that you're my partner believe it or not <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you are but, but I'm thankful for you as well because you know I wouldn't be who I am if it weren't for you so damn straight um, I got you young <laughs> yeah young and dumb <laughs> still dumb <laughs> uh, but I, I don't I, need a debusher comment on that one like, yeah yeah no he's still stupid <laughs> But uh, but I, I you know what I'm, I'm so happy that you found something that you you know want to do and, and and have a passion for because if you have a passion for something you will be great at it. Well, I, I thank you. And I was thinking yesterday, or maybe it was this morning. I think it was yesterday. I was walking and I was thinking like I'm listening to this podcast about um, uh, Lewis Howe's School of Greatness, great podcast, and and he was talking about um, this. Uh, person who wrote in who was like 
this older woman who was trying to figure out like what to do in the next part of her life. And, and she was like 60 years old or something. And, you know, it's the whole reason I, I, it kind of clicked. Sorry. Sorry. Dogs. Stop. Anyway, the whole reason became clear that I'm doing this because I want to help people find their inspiration. Um, and seriously, you got to stop. No. Anyway, thank you for listening. Um, I know. This is real life. They don't give a shit. What are you going to do? They don't care. Another curveball, right? Exactly. Too bad. Anyway, thank you so much. And Well, thank you. I appreciate you coming on, Mark, and I hope you come on again anytime. Cheers. All right. Peace.